Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's let's talk about week one, man. Let's talk about week one. And I kind of want to start, uh, you know, having you on all the good stuff you're doing with Elite Seekers, bro. Uh, if people ain't tapped into Elite Seekers, y'all got to follow Ben. I mean, he's been all over a lot of these cats early. You know what I'm saying? So let's just let's this is real informal, real casual. We're not diving into every statistical thing that we saw. Like, you know, we're we're, we're trying to look at these players, man to give people a good idea, whether that's, you know, for regular NFL purposes or for fantasy, like, how do these cats look, man? Like, just initial thoughts. I know we got a lot of season left, but, you know, this shit counts. It's week one, so these games matter. And I think the big one, you know, last night, Clemson, Georgia, I think there were a ton of high expectations for for, for Clemson with DJ Uyunglele. I think he's one of the Heisman frontrunners as well, the presumed number one overall pick in 2023. Um and, you know, man, I, I was thinking about it this morning. I'm, you know, a couple of guys from the Devi Watch, Jason was talking about it. Uh, we talked about it in text last night. Uh, happy Sunday to everybody out there, too. Sorry about that. Uh, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hope y'all are doing well. I mean, Clemson just looked unprepared, man. They, they looked unprepared. Uh, DJU did not look good at all. He didn't look good. They looked unprepared. Dabo looked lost without Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. I don't know what Clemson is doing playing around with Pace and Lynn J. Dixon. You might as well rip the Band-Aid off, screw all that veteran preference, get Will Shipley. I mean, he honestly looked like the most explosive player they have. I I, I understand Justin, Justin Ross coming back is a great story. Um, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's healthy. But I, I, none of those dudes can separate. Like, why is EJ Williams not playing? Um, and Gata looked like the best wide receiver on the field last night. I'm concerned, man, and, and it's a shame because Clemson's defense plays so well. I mean, JT Daniels, he's got all the arm talent in the world. As a USC Trojans fan, I had high high expectations for JT, but I just, from an NFL draft you know, standpoint, fantasy, I just can't trust him, man. I can't trust him in big games. I didn't know Darnell Washington wasn't playing. It just let down all the way around, but just, you know, fantasy, NFL draft, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts with DJU, how he looked, Clemson as a whole, man? 
how do you have a player with that type of arm talent and seemingly not have him prepared for that week one? Like, I get it. There's jitters, and, and I'm hoping that's a lot of it. But the biggest thing I, stopped, I saw from him was he looked like a freaking statue in the pocket, man. Like, they had him every time he had pressure coming – his feet were like stuck to the ground. The few good throws that he did have to Angada, he was moving his feet a little bit. So, I, you know, from a negative standpoint, I can't believe they weren't ready for that. From a positive standpoint, you saw some flashes of it. So I hope he can go back to the film room this week. They can clean that up. He's got to get those big feet moving. I mean, he is a yeah. he is a giant. But if he's going to be a statue in there, I mean, we saw what Georgia's pass rush was able to do. And it was just... He was in all kinds of trouble. I think they got to get ease him in. I think you're absolutely right. Shipley has to be on yeah. as a as an outlet, right? They, maybe they don't have him on there because of pass protection. I don't know, but it didn't seem like it mattered anyway. So at least give him some quick, easy passes to get some rhythm. It just did not seem like that was the case. Ben, what you what are you talking about? Man, put hook your mic up, Ben. You talking out of them AirPods? What are you doing, bro? Hook the mic man. up, fam. You, you sound. Man, you sound my mic like, should be. You, you you gonna have the people on YouTube talking trash, bro. Hook that mic up. But I'm I'm with you, man. Um, and I see some people. Here I'm we just go. gonna. We I'm gonna just call it out, man. I just I'm not gonna allow you to go 30, 35 minutes sounding Thank like you. shit, man. Thank there you go. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, man. I know you knew to this, Ben, but you gotta you gotta get stuff tight, man. But um, I'm seeing people in the comments saying Justin Ross was terrible. Uh, listen, it's his first. I'm just happy he's on the field. I'm not going to slander him too bad, uh, but he's got a – this is why I was never in. Like, the fact that he was named preseason first-team All-America just made zero sense to me, man. But – and you're right. He DJ, you can't just stand back there. Like, you can't just – he just looked lost, man. And what I kept saying is there's a big difference between coming in for the guy and being the guy, having the crown, sitting at the top of the throne, having the hype surrounding you, and you got to perform. And what I didn't like last night is everybody on Twitter wanted to make excuses for all these quarterbacks, right? Spencer Rattler, DJU, well, it's early. Georgia's defense is tough. Like, I don't want to hear any of that. I don't want to hear any of that. If you're the presumed number one Overall pick in two years, if you're the Heisman favorite, if you're the, the the consensus favorite to be the number one quarterback taken, I don't want to hear shit about Tulane's defense. I don't want to hear anything about Georgia's defense because if he goes out there next week versus Murray State and throws for 485 and 6, people are going to lose their mind. I want to see you do it out the gate versus top talent, period. Stop with the, stop with the excuse making, man. Stop, and nobody is, no, I am not, in my personal ranks, I'm not knocking DJU down to QB10. I'm not moving them off of QB1 in 2023, even though there may be some, there may be a debate about that. I'm not moving any of these guys down. Spencer Rattler does not move down. But what I will not do is make excuses for subpar play, especially when you're supposed to be that dude and, you know, pivoting off of somebody who did go out there and perform like he was that dude was Bryce Young. Listen, man, I, I his over-under passing yard totals on prize picks, I made a, a, a I was one for two on my prize pick bets. I said under 325. I was like, they probably aren't going to ask him to do a lot. Yo, I, I don't know if we were watching Russell Wilson reincarnated. I, I don't know. He looked great. And when you see he set the record for the first career start passing yards in Alabama history, over Mac Jones, over Tua, over Jalen Hurts. 
How do you go from Hurts to Tua to Mac Jones to Bryce Young, who it's one game. He he looks better than all those guys, man. Like he looked legit distributing the ball, moving the pocket, running. Um, Alabama completely just overwhelmed Miami. There was it was not a contest. Uh, it was not a game. Brian Robinson looked good. Jace McClellan had some flashes. Trey Sanders out of the ashes. Uh, John Mechie had some plays, but they, I, Bryce Young, man, I, I think if if I'm looking and and here's the thing, let me just be honest with y'all. And let me just say this. Anybody who claims that they watched every player, every game is bullshit. They're, they're full of it. I didn't watch every single college game. I'm trying to pay attention to the guys that are going to be projected to be top picks in the NFL draft, the guys that we are thinking about for fantasy purposes. Uh, so I didn't watch every single game. But from what I did see and what I did pay attention to, Saturday is like a job for me. Like I'm not sitting back and, and drinking a beer and just I'm like, I got like five different screens up. I'm trying to pay attention. But Bryce Young, Michael Pratt, and Keaton Slovis look the best from like NFL talent players. They look the best to me this past weekend. Um, Bryce Young, Alabama, any just overall thoughts about that? My kid's like so, screaming his head off. I may have to go get him <laughs> real quick, but go ahead. It's all good. Yeah, Bryce Young, man, is is a guy that coming out of high school, we knew he was what we like to call a magician. Like he can just make plays. Uh, out of thin air. So when you throw the type of wide receivers and type of surrounding cast to Bryce Young with a guy that can move like that, with a guy that, you know, we weren't sure how he was going to use his run. He ended up using it so much just to keep the play alive, keep his eyes down the field. And it was just crazy how much he was able to um, just, you know, pick different receivers. We saw Jamison Williams, the transfer from Ohio State, who I like to say is a Will Fuller clone. He is that guy that going to have a lot of boom weeks this year I think that he is going to go out there and just really tear it up with that speed you saw the 94 yard reception yesterday finished with I believe around 130 yards but Bryce Young man is just magic he is a guy that can spread it to all of the players on the field he does not care he's not going to zone in on one guy and I think that's perfect for Alabama's national championship hopes again um, and it's just scary I, I think he was a guy that I had above DJU early on and then when DJU got some playing time, Mac Jones beat out Bryce. I'm like, all right, I got to drop him back a little bit. But now I watched the game yesterday. I'm like, ugh, like, why did I, why did I do that? I should have been patient. So he is so that's uh, a, special, that's a good man. point. That's a good point because I think a lot of people last year, I think I even said it. I was like, Bryce Young's going to take over for Mac Jones. Like by mm -hmm. week four, Bryce Young's. So just think about how good Bryce, Bryce Young looked yesterday, right? And then the fact that Mac Jones, it, it wasn't even, like, he didn't even sniff the field. I think he had 133 passing yards last season. Like, just back to how good Mac Jones could potentially be. Is that, yeah. uh, So do you have Bryce Young over DJU in 2023 as your QB1 right now? You know what? I hate to pivot pivot like that on week one because coming into the season, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the DJ, DJU before Bryce Young. But seeing what I saw yesterday just reminded me of the talent and, and the – uh, playmaking ability of a Bryce Young. So, hey, I hate to be that guy that's flipping quick, but I, I really believe Bryce Young is going to do this all season. I think DJU is going to be right there, but he's a different type of quarterback. And I think that Bryce Young's just ability is going to translate so well um, as he, you know, progresses in his Alabama career and then and then after that. So, man, I, Bryce Young is, is my dude for 2023 already. He I yeah. don't care about the stature. I'm just looking at what he did yesterday with using those legs to escape the pocket, 
keep the play alive. Similar, like you said already, Russell Wilson did that a ton early in his career. He still does that, you know, with less speed. But that's the type of ability you're looking at. And if he can have that decision-making with it, it's going to be special. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm I not going to go there yet. I still have DJU number one um, or at the top of my tier. I really don't have anybody ranked right now yeah. personally. Um, but I still have him at the top of the tier. But Bryce Young looked good, man. 344 and four. Uh, just some other quick names. Uh, Will Levis out of Kentucky. I think we're going to see that kid rise, man. Uh, just the arm talent is ridiculous for Will Levis. Will Levis. Um, I'm excited to watch him play. Seems like a fun dude. I think he's going to be one of those guys that pushed for first-round consideration in, in the draft class here in 2022. Bo Nix had a solid game. We saw Haynes King out of Texas A&M play well. Uh, Max Johnson, even in defeat, thought he played really well, faced a lot of adversity. Uh, he's the son of former Super Bowl champ Brad Johnson, so you got the pedigree there. And we'll talk about Kayshawn Boutte in a little bit. Um, Michael Pratt, to me, the most – I think he was the most impressive quarterback this past weekend that I saw. And I didn't realize, man, like I didn't realize he was that good last year as a freshman. Michael Pratt, quarterback out of Tulane. We saw Tulane lose by five to Oklahoma. Dude, that kid was running, taking hits, making throws, battling. I mean, I think he was concussed. He looked good, man. Pratt looked like I got to get him on the radar. I don't even have him ranked in my in my rankings right now. But I will be making adjustments this week. Just real quick thoughts on Michael Pratt out of Tulane. Man, when we were talking yesterday real quick on him, it was I said this is the Rocky Balboa of college football. When you see a player that just keeps getting up after getting hit like that and just making plays and putting his body out there, you might have some injury concerns for sure. But the way those players, the way his team rally around him, that's the type of like intangible that I think can help you know, really elevate a whole team. And, and NFL, you know, scouts are going to look at that and say, hey, this is a guy that if we bring him into the team, the player's going to rally around him. He's going to make everybody better. So talent-wise, I was massively impressed. I think they got screwed on a bad call at the end as well, or it could have been even more interesting. But this is a guy we got to watch and, and look at what kind of consistency he has going forward. But he stepped up on a big stage. And I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, Desmond Ritter, Fantastic from Cincinnati. I mean, another 2022 eligible guy, big dual threat quarterback, massive arm. He looked good. Um, let's and um, what's his name? CJ Stroud overcame some adversity on Thursday. I hadn't talked about him, but let's talk about a couple of cats that I just listen again. I'm not panicked on Spencer Rattler. I've always said that the, the talent is there for Spencer Rattler, right? The, the arm talent. It's just decision-making. He should have had three interceptions in that game. There was a horrible – I mean, even the <laughs> announcers were like, dude, come on. Y'all got to be better than that. <laughs> Rattler should have yeah. had three picks. And that's the thing. Like, he, everybody wants to say – when we're let me just – when we're talking about these 2022 quarterbacks, and I know, like, me, Jared Wackerly, last night we were saying Carson Strong, QB1, I think he had the throw of the weekend, just a dot. There's yeah. a big difference between which quarterback is going to be taken first and perform well for the, their NFL team and which quarterbacks are going to be viable for fantasy. Just, it, it, just in a vacuum, the quarterbacks who you really want, if they fire for fantasy, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, these type of dudes that have the dual threat capability, right? Carson Strong, he ain't do, he's like Joe Flacco. He, he will not run. <laughs> he just stands there, but he's got... But I can see an NFL team saying, I need that guy to lead my offense, right? Mm -hmm. So 
And, and a lot of people look at Sam Howell and Spencer Rat. They're not dual threat quarterbacks, man. They're not. They have more mobility than Carson Strong. But Spencer Rattler ain't going to give you three, 400 rushing yards a season. Sam Howell's not going to do that in the NFL. And those two guys, for me, were just kind of mad for, for the hype that they have to be considered top five picks in the NFL draft, the top quarterback. I think Spencer Rattler is a lot. He's got a lot of Jay Cutler in him, man. I think he's got a lot of Jay Cutler. Big arm, can make every single throw, but just boneheaded plays, questionable decision-making. I don't know, man. I didn't put money on him to win the Heisman. Um, I don't have him as the number one overall pick. I still think he's going to be a top quarterback. I don't know, man. Am I? Am I? Oh, and I, this isn't. This isn't a reaction to last night. I've been saying this about yeah, Spencer Rattler. I've been. I've been sort of souring on Sam Howe. Am I overreacting? Is Spencer Rattler really that? I think people just hear the name. And they're not watching the game. And because of that, you get into this take lock bubble. And again, it has nothing to do with the talent of Spencer Rattler. I, it just He reminds me of Jay Cutler. And Jay Cutler was a first-round pick. Jay Cutler won a lot of games. Jay Cutler threw a lot of touchdowns. I just I can't I don't see that being the number one overall pick. I really think the play is whoever has the number one overall pick, probably the Texans. You take Kevon, uh, Kevon Thibodeau. And then you you tank again and try to get DJU or Bryce Young <laughs> or Matt Michael Pratt in 2023. What are your thoughts on um on Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, Carson Strong, and, and my boy Marcus Myers? Hey yo, Marcus, national champ. Oh, uh, it, it hurts me to say this. 05 UT national champ. Uh, my boy Marcus out here in Texas. Rattler is way overrated. Caleb Williams is next out of OU. That, that, take it from take it from somebody who played the game. I, I think he's a little overrated in my opinion as well. I think a lot of people on Twitter get enamored with all the crazy off-platform throws in practice, but in-game decision-making, it's always been a question mark for Spencer Rattler, man. So I'm just saying it now. I, I am not sold on him as the number one overall pick. Fantasy, I'm not sold on any of these dudes for fantasy, really. Like, at this moment, I'm not sold on anybody in 2022. And I think we do see Matt Corral absolutely light up Louisville tomorrow. Malik Willis, he's doing it, but he's doing it. I just think all these guys have big-time question marks, man. And I know it's a hot take, but I take all five of the quarterbacks in 2021 over anybody in 2022, all of them, for fantasy. I would take the only ones, like maybe Malik Willis, if, if you believe what he's doing at Liberty can transfer over. But I just have more confidence in Mac, Zach, Trey, Justin, and Trevor. Where, where are you at with, with Hal, Rattler, and the, and the crew? Yeah, so let me start off with Rattler real quick. Um, I, I absolutely agree. I think, you know, for Oklahoma recruiting purposes, I don't think we're going to see Rattler get benched at any point. Like, regardless of decision-making, he's going to – they're going to live with that. But what I do think is you're going to see a whole lot more moments where Caleb Williams is going to get a chance to step on the field. you got to see him in the short yardage situation already coming in for that touchdown. Cool to see. But I do think as he learns that playbook and really gets comfortable with everything, you're going to see moments where the coaching staff, if Rattler continues to do what he's doing, is going to go, hey, let's let's get Caleb in here for a few plays or a series or, or whatever it might be. So that's going to be a real interesting situation to watch. I think I, I agree with you that Rattler being the, the overall first pick in the NFL draft next year is almost a stretch at this point because it feels like his ceiling, if he starts to figure things out as this season goes on, is more of a Zach Wilson ceiling. And we saw... You know, Zach was the number two, but Zach also took care of the ball a lot more, 
right? He was able to take care of the ball. So Zach Wilson is almost what you want Rattler to turn into uh, with, you know, consistency around those off-platform throws, some playmaking ability, special talent, things like that. But I just don't know, man. I, I am worried because this wasn't the first situation where we saw Rattler perform like that. It was the same all last season. It was very up and down. Yeah, you get a play here and there. You might see it pop up on on YouTube or on on Twitter on a highlight, and that's it. But go check the full games. If you're watching these games, you're going to be concerned. And uh, I think they need to um, figure out what's going on with the running back situation. Obviously, we saw uh, Kennedy Brooks out there and, and Eric Gray. I think we saw we, we would see more touches from him. So that was interesting. I just am not sure if Oklahoma has figured out what they're going to do at this point. Mario Williams seemed to do a little bit better than Mims at, at a lot of moments. So Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I yeah, don't know, man. man. That, it's that's, interesting. But, but, Ben, this was my whole thing with Oklahoma odds to win the natty. I, I, I've I, been on record mm-hmm. saying Oklahoma will lose a game or two that they have absolutely no business losing, and it damn near yeah. happened week one. It it almost yeah. happened week one. <laughs> Defensively, they're a liability. Offensively, let's, let's just move to the running backs because Eric Gray is somebody that I've been bullish on. 27 yards, didn't didn't really get an opportunity, didn't look good. Um, I, the, the players that I'm not as worried about, Brees Hall, I, listen, I've seen what Brees Hall has done the past two seasons. Iowa State is booty. The fact that Northern Iowa almost took them down, B- Brock Purdy, it's not there. I'm not worried about Brees Hall. He had 69 rushing yards. Um, I'm not worried about Brees Hall. Isaiah Spiller, dude. I don't know what he's done since entering Texas A&M, but he's done like a Le'Veon Bell transformation of his body. That dude is he's my he's my top rated running back in 2022. Uh, Isaiah Spiller's just I mean the the production stats the play he's incredible. You know neither of those guys blew it up this past weekend. Uh, pivoting to 2023, uh, Bijan Robinson. I, I don't care what he did running the ball Ooh. that route the <laughs> seam route. Uh, that that's yeah. like. Here's my thing. I think Bijan's going to be the number one running back taken in 2023. But my guy, you know, I'm a big Jameer Gibbs fan. I think Jameer Gibbs could have like an Alvin Kamara type like role in the NFL. I don't think there's a more explosive running back, like big name running back than Gibbs. Every time he gets the ball, he looks like he's shot out of a cannon. Second on that team in receptions yesterday. Georgia Tech is a dumpster fire team. But Gibbs is my top-rated back for fantasy purposes. Bijan's my number one back. When you're, if you're saying going for the NFL draft, I think it's Bijan Robinson. I mean, it's literally they're tier one guys. They're studs. Uh, Letty Brown out of uh, West Virginia, he looked really good to me. But the the guy that I want to really touch on right now, um, two guys because I've been on record preseason saying Kevin Harris was my RB three. Didn't know he had back surgery. Didn't know he wasn't going to play. That changes the entire equation. Um, back surgery and then the dude number 11 look incredible and you still have more I just I don't know we got to see what Kevin Harris is going to do not going to move him down yet but I am very concerned uh, about what he could do Zach Charbonnet Zach Charbonnet is somebody that I, I, I thought he was the best freshman running back in 2019 goes to Michigan we know what happens when players go to Michigan 
looked like like no I think he had 19 carries last year, something 30 carries last year, something ridiculous. He's running like Javante Williams. He's running like a top NFL draft pick. And right now, if you're asking me, Ray, you're on the clock. Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller are off of the board. What 2022 running back do you feel more comfortable with? Zamir White, Kyron Williams, Zach Charbonnet, Kevin Harris. Unequivocally, the answer would be Zach Charbonnet. So just, I know it's a lot of position, a lot of running backs, a lot of great performances. I thought Kenneth Walker looked the best out of anybody in college football Killed this it. past weekend. Um, but for but but for fantasy purposes, uh, what are your thoughts on Charbonnet? What are your thoughts on 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 the on the twenty twenty two running back class as a whole? Man, Charbonnet, first of all, I, I soured on him being at Michigan. I, I think coming out, we knew what type of recruit he was. He was a stud coming out of high school. Michigan is where offensive players go to die the last however many years, and, and that's just what's happened. We're seeing a lot of these guys come out in the NFL and start to show after they leave Michigan, which is a miracle in itself if they've made it that far. But last night, I mean, just even the one play where he bounced off three guys, like physical tackle attempts, they didn't do a good job wrapping up, but he just bowled through guys, kept going. I love how his legs just kept motoring. His power is is really unmatched out there on the field. He was he was the best guy on the field for, for that game. And uh, I really think he helped set the tone physically. And, and that's what kind of caught LSU off guard. So he's the type of guy, man, if you you move him to the NFL NFL team, that's what you need. You need a tone setter. You need a guy that can go get you yards regardless of what's blocked. He did a great job making the first guy miss. And then, you know, he just has no problem with contact. So I'm, I'm so excited and I think he is going to have a massive year. And Chip Kelly knows. Like if you, they kept panning over to Chip Kelly after every one of those Charbonnet runs, and he's sitting there just like feeling yeah. good about it. You yeah, know? he's like, man, I, I stumbled on something amazing. So um, that class is going to be interesting, though. I think you know, obviously Spiller and and Hall are, are definitely the top guys, but. Um, there's going to be a little bit more depth. I do think Kevin Harris, we got to be patient on because they said minor back surgery. You hate to see him miss week one, but back surgery is scary in general. So especially at a physical position, the type of runner he is. So uh, we'll see. There's just a whole lot of gray area with Kevin Harris right now. How do you, I, I, I don't even know what minor back surgery is. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's, I and I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to under diminish uh, Kenneth Walker. I mean, 20-something carries for 260 and four, that's ridiculous. Bam Knight out of North Carolina State looked good. Sean Tucker from Syracuse, shout out to Scott Connor on the Sean Tucker call. Uh, I was picking him up late in every C2C draft, like final round, like no one knew who Sean Tucker was. Um, you know, running back, that's what we're trying to find. I think the next elite guy, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller are elite. I think they're solid NFL running backs, right? Solid starters. I'm not saying David Montgomery, but in that range, in that mold, uh, that can give you some RB1 weeks. Uh, but the, the next, like, legitimate stars, in my opinion, are Bijan, Tank Bigsby, and Jameer Gibbs. Th those three are stars. And... What happened with Jalen Berger from Wisconsin? Why was Berger not playing? I, did I miss something? I saw the Chez Malusi guy, but what's up with Berger? Is he all right? I didn't see that. Maybe maybe someone in the chat has that. Yeah, one. I don't. I, I don't know catch. what. Yeah, I don't know what happened with yeah. with Jalen Berger. Um, but thoughts on uh, Tyler Algier too. What did he do? I, I didn't. I didn't stay. Bit. I didn't watch it. How did he do? Um, I didn't watch the rest of the game. I saw right off the gates he bounced it outside, ran for the fifteen yard touchdown. Um, okay. And then I didn't see the rest of him. So, 
Uh, do you got a stat line too. pulled up? I was going to see what his yes. stat line was. I mean, I like Tyler Algier. I think I had him. I think I yeah. have him. Top. He had 17 for 94 and one. Solid line. Um, I mean, they won the game. I think he's going to be a mid-round draft pick. You know, uh, bruiser. Mm-hmm. Of course, Trevion Henderson. I mean, great. Yeah. You know, him. <laughs> they need a my, game on the field. My, Mayan Williams looked good too. Big boy, Beanie looking look, looking like Beanie Wells. I thought Mayan Williams looked good, and we still have a talented back in Kyron Williams that plays tonight. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but just the running back position, a lot of good depth. Very few superstars, in my opinion. Bijan, Tank, Jameer, superstars, absolute superstars. Travion Henderson going to be a superstar uh, in college and probably for our NFL teams in uh, 2024. But let's just talk about the pass catchers real quick. Listen, what what more do I need to say? Kayshawn Boutte is wide receiver one, in my opinion. Uh, he's just great, man. He's just – LSU does it again. I mean, they, they keep – doing it every Terrace Marshall Chase Jefferson and if you go back Jarvis Landry Dwayne Bo Odell Beckham Jr. just death taxes and LSU wide receivers being ridiculous uh Jalen Tolbert uh the big wide receiver out of South Alabama performed well uh, just looking at the pass catchers I think Jalen Weidermeyer is going to be the number one tight end taken the tight end from UCLA looked good Trey McBride out of Colorado State Zay Flowers from from Boston College like and then you can't forget about the two Ohio State guys, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. I will start off with Traylon Burks because I've been very vocal about Traylon being my wide receiver one in 2022. Not going to pivot off of that. I still think he's going to be a first-round pick, but it's going to be ugly. Uh, Arkansas's quarterback play, not good. K.J. Jefferson finally got it going late. And when I say got it going, he ends up passing for 120-something yards. I just, It's going to be brutal watching Arkansas try to move the ball down the field. Uh, what what receivers sort of stood out? Drake London, uh, Drake London, Drake big London. riser for Drake London. Mike Evans 2.0, love big Drizzy Drake out there. Finally left basketball alone to focus on football full time. And uh, again, I don't. We, we might miss some cats. Uh, John Mechie, he looked fine. Al, uh, Bryce Young was the star of the show. Where are you at with these wide receivers? Because right now, if if I had to really just think about like 2022. Olave, Wilson, Zay Flowers, Jalen Tolbert. Uh, where are you at with these cats, man? Jalen Tolbert is going to be interesting. I think he'll be a late, late riser. I also in the same uh, area as him that I think are guys that kind of have more of that, that big playability. Him and Romeo Dubs are two guys that I think could be late risers from your, your non-power schools. Uh, I think Romeo is going to have a chance to show out because Carson looks his way every time, right? He's going to, he's always going to give him a look and, and figure that out at Nevada. Um, but Drake London, man, he's one that I have not been able to get behind for some reason. What? But coming out, I That's know. That's my boy, I know, man. I know, but coming out, putting up whatever, 12 or 13 catches that he had yesterday, if he's getting that sort of target share and, and some of the plays, like some of the little short passes he was, was able to catch, the way he breaks down at his size is really impressive. I think you can tell he has great feet and hopefully, you know, maybe that comes from the basketball background as well. Uh, but he is just a, a stud, man. And I think um, I was probably way too low on Drake London. So that definitely opened my eyes. I think Slovis looking a lot better yesterday helped that as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if those guys can connect the rest of the year, that's going to be a he'll be a big time riser. Um, but Chris Olave, you know, I hated to see him come back. I thought he probably should have came out last year. It was probably a surprise for a lot of people, but 
he's going to be a guy that's just really, really consistent, runs great routes, gets open. And, uh, you know, I think NFL teams covet that. Yeah. Um, he might be, you know, that senior Devontae Smith kind of guy, right, that just really propels yeah. himself to the top of the draft. Garrett Wilson, that that beautiful post, man. You just see the body control out of Austin, Texas, man. I think uh, Garrett Wilson is a stud. You know, if I had to uh, – he's going to be a first-round pick. Um, you know, it's just it, – it's week one. Dotson I'm trying not too. to – Oh, yeah, Jahan Dotson yep. uh, from Penn State. Yeah. Finally, Clifford got it going. yards. Yeah, yep. he looks good. Um, mm -hmm. Whittington, finally, from UT. Jordan Whittington, yeah. man. Like – all we need, healthy. all we needed from Witt was healthy. Stay healthy, Witt. <laughs> yeah. Just if Jordan Whittington can stay, like, Gosh, am I crazy? To, am, can, is, am I crazy to think he kind of is like Lavisca Chenault, right? Like Lavisca yeah. Chenault. Like I that, was that, thinking Lavisca Chenault, kind of a Jalen Hurd type dude. Like they can. Oh no, no! Don't give him Jalen Hurd. Don't give him Jalen Hurd. Don't get. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let's stick with Visca. I think he reminds me of Visca. From a playmaker. Yeah, that's that's definitely he's huge. He's got great feet. He's got great agility. Um, but I did not realize. I, I think he even got bigger this year. You see him on the yeah, sidelines. Yeah, like he big. is yoked. He's a big dude. He's like man. I'm gonna have so much muscle. I'm I'm gonna avoid. These he's injuries. a big dude. I don't know. He's yeah, a big dude. Sark Sark to come in year one and really find a way to feature uh, Whittington was big. So I think yeah. that's something to monitor. Jake Smith moved on, right? So we know. That opens up a little bit. Jake Smith was a guy I think we were both high on early in the game, but yeah. never really panned out to this point. So, yeah, I like it. He's got to stay on the field, though. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, man. Um, you know, again, week one, we don't want to overreact. But, listen, if you're supposed to be the dude, if you're supposed to be the top dog, then you need to go out there and perform and play like it. Some of these cats did. Some of these cats did not. Um, we'll be back every week, man. We just – this is this is not – dive. We got plenty of time to argue and debate about who's one, two, three, four, uh, target share percentage numbers, market share receipt. Like we got a lot of time for that. This is just our overall thoughts. Um, again, for me, I think Kayshawn Boutte is the best wide receiver in the country, man. I, I, I really do. I think he's he is wide receiver one. I think if he came out for the NFL draft this year, he'd probably go number one. Um, Marcus says Texas Tech has a wide receiver, 6'3", 220-ish. Yeah. Not sure who he's yeah. talking about. I'll Eric, Eric uh, Ezukonma? Ezukonma. Okay. That's my okay. guess. I don't know if I, I might be butchering that name, but he had a seven receptions, 179 yards, led the country yesterday. So definitely one to pay attention to. And that's why we do this. That's why we tap in mm -hmm. with, with elite seekers. And there it goes. Yeah, Ezuk, Ezuki. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we're if yeah. we're mispronouncing it, we just don't. I don't yeah, know because are. I didn't hear of him. Um, I didn't see him yet. But week two is going to be big, man. I'm 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 I'm. Listen, if I'm Kevon Thibodeau, I don't play anymore. He said an ankle sprain. I'd just shut it down. He should be the mm -hmm. number one pick. Um, but we're going to see Ohio State face some sort of adversity with that Oregon defense. I think Anthony Brown is not very good. So. I don't know what they're going to be able to do against, uh, you know, Ohio State's defense. But we just need to just monitor this every week and remember, like, Carson Strong may be the number one pick at quarterback. He may be QB1 for an NFL team. Uh, for fantasy purposes, you know, in my opinion, I hope you got a quarterback in 2021. And if you didn't, <laughs> I'm not going to pay up in 2022. Like, I'd trade back. If I had, like, the one-on-one and somebody just believed in Rattler, I'd trade back. I'd be fine taking a shot on Ritter, Keaton Slovis to be a serviceable quarterback, but I'd probably 
Michael Pratt, I, I, you know, it, when we keep talking about 2023 running backs and then the quarterbacks, it's always DJU and, and Bryce Young. I, I think Pratt can work his way. He was good, man. I was real impressed with that kid. I mean, maybe the most impressed I was with any player in the country this past weekend. So um, it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see, man. You got any parting thoughts from this week of college football, man? I do real quick. Brock Bowers might be the the tight end that we wanted Darnell and Eric to be. Like he just came out and showed us the athletic, like a pure athlete. If you look into his background, incredible speed for that size, agility, um, and they peppered him with targets right out of the gates. Obviously, Darnell didn't play. Uh, Eric Gilbert, we don't know what's going on with that situation. Is he a wide receiver? Is he a tight end? Is he ever going to play? We don't know. But Brock Bowers, man, is going to be a superstar. He really has Noah Fant level athleticism. So if he continues to get targets like that, he's going to be a guy that rises fast. Um, so that's, that's a big takeaway for me. The other one is, you know, I focus so much on, uh, on these incoming freshmen talked a lot about them. We saw a lot of uh, depth charts coming in that said these freshmen were going to start. And then some of them were nowhere to be seen. So don't panic. It takes freshmen time to work into this. And I think, you know, it's natural for everybody to respond week one, but you know, values and, and things like that are going to drop because people are going to say, hey, you know, Troy Franklin didn't get on the field. You know, Troy Franklin didn't make a catch, whatever it might be. Like, those are the type of guys that will show up at some point in the season with that talent. And even if they don't as a friend, I mean, you want to see them get a few snaps, get some, you know, get their feet wet. But don't expect them to come in and be superstars on the college football scene as freshmen. It's really rare, especially with these really big programs that are so deep. I mean, looking at Alabama. Jojo Earl, we saw him. A Jai Hall, fully expected to see a Jai Hall right out of the gates. You know, they're just so loaded. It, it didn't happen. So I would just tell people, be patient. The freshmen will find a way, uh, you know, onto the field if they're that talented at some point in the season. And that's kind of what you look for. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point, man. That's, 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 a, really, that's a really good point because I think a lot of people, you know, where's Donovan Edwards? Where, uh, and I... Paying attention to people who know what the hell they're talking about, too. I'm watching the Ohio State game, and all kind of analysts were like, oh, are we going to see Quinn Ewers next? Let's get Quinn in the game. And I'm like, bro, he didn't even fly. He didn't even, he didn't even travel with the team. What are you talking about, man? Um, yeah. But th that, that's what makes playing in college fantasy leagues and C2C so difficult because colleges aren't required to disclose all this injury information like the NFL. So literally, it'll be two minutes before kickoff. Oh, such and such isn't playing. And you're trying to scramble yeah. and change your lineups and all that other good stuff. But um, and, and I didn't want to let my team slide either. University of Washington got beat by FCS Montana. It was so ugly. Um, if you had a chance to watch it, it was crazy. Their top three receivers were out. So we knew Jalen McMillan would be out of the game coming yeah. in with an injury. But unexpectedly, Bynum and one of my favorites, Rome Odunze, yep. did not. They didn't show up on the practice field. There's still, I don't even know, I didn't check this morning yet, was no word last night on why. Just didn't see them all of a sudden. And then they lost their fourth receiver early on in the game. So you saw Dylan Morris, who I think did a good job for UW last year, kind of just was consistent, managed the game. But I think you're going to see Sam Hewitt on the field a lot sooner, regardless of all the circumstances. So uh, another I name hope to so. keep an eye on. Uh, I hope so. I mean, good grief. That's That's... That's 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 not good. That's not no. good. That's not good. Um, yeah, man. Good week. We'll be in. What's happening? I appreciate you jumping by last minute, man. I know it's early. 
out there for you. I had to wake up and go get my Topo Chico's at uh, Kroger. <laughs> like I was in a lot of Found them, though. Found them bad boys. But you